disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. Senator Rand Paul joins us on today's Disruption Zone talking about the Fouch. He called Fauci a menace. I actually agree with him. Menace to society. Um, anyway, we had a great conversation about that and inflation, so let's get right into it. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. They're so great. Really appreciate Tim Montgomery and his crew. Um, they did our kitchen in Louisville. Um and they did such a wonderful job on it that I'm pretty sure that's the reason our one of the reasons that our house sold in like less than a day when we put it on the market uh, to move to Colorado. And we loved our we had we enjoyed it for several years and and uh, just loved that kitchen. Uh, they did such a good job on it, and it was a great entertaining kitchen. And the cabinets and the counter the countertops were beautiful, and the work they did was awesome. We actually had them back to do our master bathroom as well. So the reason why I'm telling you that is that if you're thinking about taking advantage of the equity you have in your home to maybe upgrade your home, to make it your dream home, and one of those components is most assuredly going to be your dream kitchen, my recommendation is clearly going to be Louisville cabinets and countertops because I think they're going to be the best bet to get you the kitchen that you've always dreamed of and make your house that home that you've always wanted it to be. Um, now, if you're a do-it-yourself or you already know what you want, they've got really high-quality cabinets in almost every style and design uh, at affordable prices, in stock. Don't worry about the uh, supply chain crisis. It's not affecting them. They've got uh, sources that can get them that stuff, and they've got them in stock. So you can literally go to their website, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, and just explore the cabinets they have ready for you, and you'll see it doesn't matter what style you're looking for. They've got it. Uh, or you can take it to them and their designers and just do your dream kitchen and have them do the whole thing from beginning to end. Whichever way works for you, they're going to make it happen. 6200 Hit Lane in Louisville, right on the border of Oldham County. So if you're in Oldham County, Louisville, or southern Indiana, these are your guys. Give them a call at 502-930-3304. Tell them thanks for supporting the Disruption Zone and uh, that Leland said hi and get that dream kitchen you've always been waiting for. 502-930-3304. All right, here is our conversation with Senator Rand Paul. Senator Rand Paul joining us, sir. It's good to talk to you again. How are you today? Very good. Thanks for having me, Leland. We have a lot of serious things facing our nation right now. Um, this is a huge midterm election coming up. Um, and you have been trying to raise the alarm on a number of different things. Let's start with uh, Dr. Fauci. There's now a report that's come out that there's a whistleblower, the former vice president of EcoHealth Alliance, is saying that Fauci definitely funded gain-of-function research, which created SARS-CoV-2, and that he and his organization have been trying to cover it up. What do you know about that? Not only is this a big deal, but we also have other scientists that have been saying all along that this was gain-of-function research. Richard Ebright has been teaching for 30 years molecular chemistry at Rutgers. He came to Washington and testified in committee under oath that this was gain-of-function research and that Dr. Fauci has been lying about it. The problem has been that we don't control the apparatus of the investigation. I was allowed to have one hearing after two and a half years, and the Democrats boycotted the hearing. So we have to win the election. We have to win an election in order to investigate this, not only just so Dr. Fauci will get his due, but we also have to do this because we need to prevent 
something like this from happening again. I thoroughly believe this came from a lab, that this la- this virus leaked from a lab, and that we're still doing this research. They're doing it in China, but we're also doing it in the United States. And someone's got to regulate this. There needs to be some review. We discovered in my hearing that while there is a review, there's only been three research projects reviewed in the last, oh, I don't know, five or six years. And the, the review is secret. They won't allow you to see the minutes of the review, and they won't even let you know who's on the committee. It's worse than that. The vaccine committee, these are huge, big public committees. They do know We do know the names of the people in the vaccine committees, but they won't tell us whether any of them are accepting royalties from the very companies that make the vaccines. So this place is just from top to bottom riddled with malfeasance and abuse of power, and we've, we've got to put a stop to it. When you were going back and forth with Fauci on this issue, he kept trying to obfuscate by telling you that you didn't know what you were talking about because these were different committees, not him. And the interesting thing about that is that he has an enormous amount of influence over any committee that has anything to do with health in America right now. Is that not true? Yeah, because he's not only still head of the NAIID, the infectious disease and autoimmune diseases. He's also special counselor to the president. Um, even the president, when the president says that the pandemic's over, is countermanded by Fauci. So it's arguable that he reports to no one that he is the titular head of all public health. And he complains and says, well, I don't have the legal authority to do this or that. I promise you, as the president's senior advisor, if he asked the people on the vaccine committee to reveal where their royalties come from, it would happen. But instead, you have to listen to him. He says, I will not tell you. We got Freedom of Information Act to get some information. We found out that 1,800 scientists get $193 million. We don't know which scientists and we don't know which groups they're receiving the money from. But realize that we only got that because a federal court ordered them to do it. They have been stonewalling and sort of anybody who believes that it's a good public servant who stonewalls information like that, I think is crazy. So we will see and we will get to the bottom of this. But history is going to remain remember him as an obstructionist and as a person who funded the lab where this virus came from. Do you think there's criminal activity here? Lying to Congress is a crime and it's not always prosecuted. But interestingly, they prosecuted several Trump associates for lying. They went to their house, arrested them in their underwear, handcuffed them, (laughs) invited the cameras, invited the cameras for the perp walk. And yet they'll never do this to him. But it's the same thing. James Clapper also lied to Congress, though, about this uh, huge collection of our personal data through uh, bulk collection of multi-data. And he lied about that. And nobody did a thing to him. He's now working for CNN and MSNBC and out there still trying to go after Trump. So, yeah, it's a it's a double standard. And I think that's what people when they when they point to injustice and they point to something wrong with our justice system, it's that people are treated differently for the same crimes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this isn't the first time that Fauci has been has done something like this with a virus HIV. Didn't he try to go down the wrong road for a long time? And a lot of people probably um, were much more harmed by that than should have been. And if that's true, then how does our government, how does it work in such a way that people who fail miserably end up going farther and higher and getting more power over and over and over again like this? Yeah. 
it's not just malfeasance for which he should be fired. He should also be fired for bad judgment. So during the AIDS epidemic, the beginning of the AIDS epidemic, he was steadfast for a vaccine. And there's nothing wrong with advocating for your position. Sure. But this is this is why so much power shouldn't be centralized in one place, because the vaccine never has been successful with AIDS. We did find drugs that were successful. In fact, some of them are called protease inhibitors. And interestingly, one of the things that uh, may well work and that they're trying now for COVID is a protease inhibitor. But we lost a year or two because he uh, doggedly prevented anything from coming out. Any other treatment, they lampooned. The left wing went crazy on ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Now there are some reports coming out once again that ivermectin may have some effect. And the thing is, is that we should study them objectively. I don't know the truth. I'm not telling people to go out and take ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, but I am saying that doctors should be free to make this decision with their patient. And I am saying that we should study these things objectively. Why? Hydroxychloroquine is an anti-inflammatory. You're killed by an excess of inflammation, a cytokine storm when you die from COVID. And hydroxychloroquine actually was originally for malaria, and then was repurposed for rheumatoid arthritis. What is rheumatoid arthritis? An autoimmune disease, yeah, an inflammatory disease. And so, you know, um, ivermectin's been known to have some anti-inflammatory properties. Once again, I'm not telling your listeners to go out and take it. I'm saying that we should study these things in an objective way. The problem with the CDC is they come up with a conclusion in advance. They feed it to CNN. They call it a horse deworming drug, even though humans have been taking this for a long time and it is approved for humans. They disparage it without wanting to study it objectively because it, it, Trump may have said something positive about it. So the Trump derangement syndrome takes over and we don't get objective science anymore. There's a real danger when political conclusions uh, drive or suppress science. And I think that's where we are with Fauci. Yeah. Dr. Rand Paul joining us now. Um, why has there been such a push to get young people vaccinated and to also seemingly silence a lot of information coming out that shows that it may have more net harm than good for young people for the vaccine? It's one size fits all. It's an elitist point of view. It's a platonic point of view. The idea that the masses um, aren't smart enough to make their own decisions. And I completely reject this. But this is the left wing. The left wing thinks that they are smarter. People aren't very smart. People should just do as they're told. They should submit. But the thing about medicine is medicine's individualized. And particularly this virus, almost more than any other disease I can think of, is very particularized based on age. You know, it's significantly deadly that I would take the vaccine even with possible complications if you're over a certain age or over a certain weight. If you're right. both, if you're over 75 and you're over 75 pounds overweight, you are what this virus is looking for. Mm -hmm. And so even with some risk from the vaccine, I would take it. But if you're under 18, the death rate's one in two million. And most of those, almost all of those children that unfortunately died, there's only like 140, 150 of them. They died um, also with, you know, terminal brain cancers, terminal liver cancer, terminal, you know, you name it. These were really, really uh, sick kids who came in and also had COVID. So they died with COVID, but not necessarily from COVID. And um, so what we have to do is, you know, you make, a, you, you make your judgment on things. The other thing that needs to be factored in, and he refuses to because he now rejects basic immunology, is 80% of our kids have had this. Right. Even in crowds, every day I have adult crowds raise their hand if they've had it, and it usually to me looks like about three-quarters of every crowd has it. Uh, there are some people that say 99% of people have immunity either to the virus or to the vaccine or both. 
And so that really means we, we need to, you know, the, the pandemic is over, um, but uh, we just need to get the rest of the Biden administration to admit that what he said the other day is actually true. Yeah. But if that's true, we need to get rid of all the emergency orders he's got out there. You know, getting rid of uh, the fact that you don't have to pay for your college loans, that was done by emergency order because of the pandemic. Go figure, you know, how that has any relationship. Yeah, no doubt. We're talking with Senator Rand Paul. If you guys do take the power in the Senate, will you not only investigate Fauci, but also find try to find a way to make people whole that have lost everything because they had to choose between the jab and their job or their military career or other careers? Yeah, everybody should that's been fired from the military should be honorably uh, reengaged if they want to. Every doctor and nurse ought to be allowed to go back, particularly at the hospital, saying they did this because of Fauci. And this is where Fauci comes in. He says, oh, I'm not making the hospitals do this. But the hospitals look back and say, I'm following CDC policy because of Dr. Fauci, and I'm afraid I'll be sued if I get don't get rid of these doctors. All they have to do is, you see, everybody's so worried about lawsuits. One person says they got COVID in the hospital because the doctor wasn't vaccinated. Boom. You know, somebody sues you and now they own the hospital. So, you know, the thing is, is that the policy that Fauci makes, while not binding, it spreads throughout. Think of hotels. All these poor hotel workers still wearing masks. Why? There is no value to them, no signs behind them. But because Fauci said wear a mask and still saying it, um, they're worried about being sued. They're going to, you know, right. they'll go to court and they'll all quote Dr. Fauci in court. So Dr. Fauci's a menace. I mean, if he were if he were only a family doctor in Peoria, he would only harm the people dumb enough to choose to see him. But because he lords it over the entire United States, it has rippling, bad rippling effects throughout the United States. And the sooner he's gone, the sooner we can try to get back to normal. Yeah, I fully agree. All right. Before I let you go, I'm going to talk about your your campaign to balance the budget, which you've been on since you were first elected. I know this sounds weird to say, but with everything that's going on with inflation and the spending and the debt, do you feel somewhat vindicated that people are finally starting to notice that we're spending more money than we have the capability of, of obtaining? I guess more worried than anything, because I think, you know, I've been warning about the debt and inflation for a long time. For a long time, we had debt and we didn't have inflation. The Fed was able to manipulate the currency and the inflation didn't appear. Now they've gone too far and there's just no escaping it. And the prices are everywhere. And I feel like we're stuck in 1979 again. And I think the ramifications aren't going to be good. I think the Fed's going to continue to raise the interest rates uh, until they kill inflation. But they're also going to kill the economy at the same time. So we're in a bad situation. And the moral of this story is there is no free lunch. We can't pass out free money and checks to people without consequences. The consequences is the more money you print, the more you devalue the currency, the more the prices rise. And that's where we're stuck right now. But um, we're in the middle of presenting this to the voters uh, of Kentucky. If people want to know more about what we're doing and what I'm talking about with inflation. They can go to randpaul.com and learn more about, uh, you know, what direction they think the country ought to take. Do, is, is there any way we get out of this without something worse than a recession, to be honest with you? It's hard to imagine. Uh, I think if they don't raise interest rates, if the Fed says, well, we don't want to cripple the economy, we're not going to raise interest rates, or they do it too slowly, I think you'll get more inflation. I'm predicting more inflation in the next six months to a year because there's a trillion dollars worth of COVID money that sits in the coffers of cities and counties and states and hasn't been spent yet. It's going to be spent, and it'll be inflationary when it's spent. Same way with infrastructure money. Even though people like infrastructure money, it's 
If it's borrowed, it's still inflationary. So there's about $2 trillion worth of cash out there sitting in government coffers that is going to be spent over the next year or so. As it's spent, it will create more inflation. And so I see more inflation to come, more pressure on rising interest rates, and less ability for them to lower the interest rates again. The other thing is, is as the interest rates go up, it doesn't only affect private borrowers. The government's an enormous borrower. We owe $30 trillion. So as our interest rates rise, it's going to crowd out other spending. The Democrats will just say, add it on to the tab. Some Republicans will agree with them, but then that puts more pressure on inflation. We're stuck in this loop, um, and it's going to take some bitter medicine, and it's going to take some cutting back on government expenditures, but none of them have been willing to do it. And it's difficult. Politicians like to offer stuff for free. They don't want to tell you, hey, this year we've got to give you less. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, well, listen, Senator Paul, it's great talking to you. I know you're very busy. Thank you so much for uh, grabbing some time for us this morning or today and uh, and chatting with us about all this important stuff. No problem. Thanks, Leland. All right. Big thanks to Senator Rand Paul for making time to come on and chat with us about these important issues. Um, to me, it is kind of hard to believe that um, that we're where we are with all of this um that fauci is still considered someone that is respected in society um it's hard for me to believe that uh he hasn't been run out of town on a rail i i i don't want this guy to retire respected I, i i want him to be held accountable for all the bad that he's done he was instrumental in shutting down an economy in order to take out a sitting president that's what they used the pandemic for I'm not going to say that they released it on purpose. I I don't necessarily believe that, but they did create it. And they created it because he is an arrogant, condescending, narcissistic jack wagon who thinks he's smarter than everybody else around him. And he felt like the best way to have cures for diseases was to create the diseases himself. That's what I believe. You know, and I mean, obviously, we're talking about major big organizations, but he's running organizations and rubber stamping and putting approval on these things that he thinks is a better way to go about protecting people. And he was wrong. And instead of having to admit that he was wrong and instead of having to um, apologize to the nation and instead of having to slink off in shame, he gets to go before Congress and be more arrogant and more condescending. And I can't wait until they find out what the conflicts of interest are between these boards and scientists and maybe even him and Big Pharma. I mean, there's no question that Big Pharma stumbled into the windfall of its life with the pandemic. And now everybody's out there, you know, take your booster, take your booster. And all of these questions about the efficacy of it are being suppressed still by Big Tech. You still can't write whatever you want on Twitter. It's not as bad as it was, but it's still out there. They're still putting warnings on Facebook. They're still doing all of this stuff. And at some point, there has to come a reckoning for this because there are a lot of people that gave up their jobs, gave up their careers, gave up their sense of purpose, gave up their financial stability, all because they wanted to maintain their bodily autonomy. And I'm sorry, whether the whether the vaccine is perfect, whether the vaccine works or not, that's really not the issue with me. The issue with me is you being able to choose what goes into your body and you not being coerced into these things. So anyway, I I get on my soapbox about that, but it drives me up the wall. And I'm so glad for guys like Representative Thomas Massey, who's been on this program many times, as well as Senator Paul for standing up for this. And this is why this, this election is so important. This is why this election is so important, that we elect 
look at I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent. But at the end of the day, um, it's vital that we have a new sort of guard in there. And then we got to hold them accountable. Right. But we need somebody that's at least going to challenge this and investigate it and get to the bottom of it. All right. Anyway, thanks to Senator Paul for coming on the program. Uh, big thanks to our sponsor. Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Love these guys. Go to LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. They have designers on staff. They're waiting to make your dream kitchen come true. That's what they did for us. Um, we are uh, we are so excited, or we're so excited because we don't live in the home anymore, but we were so excited when they came in and fixed our kitchen island for us and made the kitchen so much more uh, beautiful. And, and, and we went from, we don't like being in the kitchen to, we want everybody to come over and see the kitchen. That's what Louisville cabinets and countertops did for us. And they did such a good job that we had them do our master bath as well. And I'm confident it's the reason that when we did sell the house to move to Colorado, it sold in less than a day. Uh, it's part of the reason it was a beautiful home, but the kitchen just really made it really all that much better. And, and honestly, I think when you walk into a home and you see that kitchen, it's like, Wow, right? That's that's what does it. So whether you're uh, upgrading your kitchen as an investment, right, to sell your house, or uh, you just want to make your house your dream house and get that done, give Louisville Cabinets a counter, uh, Countertops a call today. 502-930-3304. 502-930-3304. Uh, or just go to LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. They're at 6200 Hit Lane in Louisville, right on the border, literally right on the border of Oldham County and Louisville. If you're in southern Indiana, or uh, Louisville, or Oldham County, or any of the surrounding counties, Shelby County, wherever, give them a call today and make your dream kitchen come true. They also have cabinets in stock and ready to go if you are a do-it-yourselfer, and they don't have the same supply chain problems a lot of people have. Uh, thanks to Dynamics Audio Productions for their help with this program as well, and thanks to you for downloading and sharing the podcast. We continue to grow, and we thank you for that. It's a free download at iHeartRadio's app. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Play. The more shares, the more downloads, the more subscriptions. They're all free. The more, the better for us. Thank you so much for being big supporters. Over 100,000 downloads and counting. It's making it awesome. And uh, you're the reason why. So thank you for that. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Leland Show. On Instagram, it's at Great Lelando. Thanks for listening to The Disruption Zone. <laughs>